is defending yourself providing you with how you desire to feel in a relationship? Welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast, where we explore the power of healing the mother wound by bringing our awareness to codependency in our relationships. Whether you're dealing with codependency in a romantic relationship, with family members, or in friendships, this podcast provides a brave and supportive space for exploring your challenges and finding practical solutions. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here to share my own personal journey with codependency and the valuable tools that I've learned along the way. Tap into my world and support the podcast by joining the Codependency Alchemy Substack community. By subscribing, you will receive weekly newsletters with shadow work prompts, masterclasses, and so much more to support you on your journey. And don't forget, if you would like to watch the video version of the podcast, you can check out the episodes on YouTube. Find links to all the things in the show notes or description box below. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey babes, welcome back to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Zander, and today we are going to be chatting about defending ourselves. And this can look like defending yourself in conflict with your partner, with your family, with friends. It's going to be a juicy conversation around learning about the pattern, the shadow work behind it, so that we can bring our conscious awareness to why we do this in the first place so that we can really meet that part of ourselves and begin to resolve conflict in a way that is supportive not only for us but for the people who we're in relationships with. First, I want to chat quickly about Codependency Alchemy, the membership, which just celebrated its one year. I have been reflecting so much because the membership has taken form a few different times within this last year, but I'm feeling so excited and good about this new layout. The questions that you all are sending in to be answered in the membership are like, chef's kiss so fucking good for example some of the questions that we got last week were how can i assure my partner i want to change i have anxious attachment and my boyfriend is avoidant what do i do like yes sis let's talk about it because i can feel that one a couple others were like how to stop taking everything my husband does personally and how do i learn to trust and hear myself Those are just like a handful of questions that I got to answer in the membership. What we're basically doing is we've got a private little podcast space. So what I mean by that is every week on Saturdays, I post a form for you to ask your questions. It can be anything, relationship, codependency. Honestly, nothing is off limits. And Over the weekend, I collect all of your questions, all of your responses. I'm also posting a Q&A on my Instagram stories. That's where a lot of these ones I just read to you came from. And you can submit your questions there as well. I get so many DMs every day on support, tools, guidance on relationship situations. 
and I love answering your questions and supporting you guys. So if you have a question, if there's something that you're wanting support on, go ahead and join the membership. That is where I answer all of these questions. I don't answer them in the DMs, but I do take the ones from there and answer them in the Telegram broadcast. The Telegram broadcast is that's our private podcast room. So every Tuesday, I go ahead and throw myself in there, take these questions, and I answer them voice note style. So you're basically getting these little mini transmissions where I've taken your question and I've left a voice note. Some of them have been like 10 minutes long, others a couple, and sometimes I'll literally write down the questions to journal on. It's been a really fun way to connect with you guys and give you a lot of content that you can listen to and explore in your own time so you don't necessarily have to show up to a call it can just be something that you turn on while you're driving in the car just like you do with a podcast it can be something that you listen to while you're you know working or going for a walk i really wanted to make the support be something that was accessible to you that you can do at your own time now in addition to the telegram broadcast where you ask your questions and i respond to them you also get a monthly group coaching call. So on the first Tuesday of every month, we'll join on Zoom for a Q&A. Basically, I will do hot seat coaching. It's so fun. Even if you don't have a question that you want to bring to the space, coming in and listening to what other women are going through and listening to how they're moving through it is so freaking healing in and of itself. So that'll be a really fun way that we get to come together, cultivate community, get your questions asked, get support on whatever it is that you're moving through. And you also get an archive of previous masterclasses that I've taught in the past. So that can range from masterclasses on perfectionism, overgiving, self-sacrificing. There's just so much good, like amazing content that you can watch again and again. And that can all be found in the membership archives. So if that sounds like something that would support you, check out my stand store. The membership is $97 a month. It is come and go as you need. So say you're really needing support say you're feeling very lost or confused or you're struggling in your relationships or struggling with trusting yourself then lean into this space so you can receive support and when you start feeling more confident when you start feeling like things are going well you can hop out it's come in come come in and go as you please as as needed and the reason why I created it in this way is because I've noticed myself go through those seasons as well. There are certain times in my life where I really need that community and want to lean into it to receive support. And then there's other times where I feel really like internal and I want, you know, some space to myself. I kind of hermit. It's definitely in my human design. I'm a 6'2 Manny Jen. So if you know anything about that, you're, you won't be surprised. But I felt like creating the membership in that way where you can come in and receive support support but also can step out at your leisure is just so much permission and autonomy that I really want to cultivate in our community. Autonomy and sovereignty is the antithesis of codependency and so you having the opportunity to decide for yourself when you want to lean in for more support and when you're ready to retreat and kind of take things you know 
head on on your own, I want you to have that. And so there's no pressure. You don't have to stay. You're not locked in for a certain amount of time. And yeah, there's just a lot of really great information and ways to check in with yourself, tap in and start seeing yourself in a deeper way. All right. So with all of that being said, thank you for letting me share about the membership. I am super excited about celebrating that and building that community with you guys. Okay. So that's what I have for the membership. And if you have any more questions or you want to check it out, you can get the link in the description box below or the show notes. Now let's take a moment to just take a deep breath bring some awareness into our bodies and we're going to begin our conversation around defending ourselves and because I am who I am we're of course going to start with some shadow work and so I'm going to give you guys some questions to reflect on to bring awareness to why we are in this pattern of defending ourselves Because what we need to do first is identify what we're making being wrong in a situation mean about us. Because think about times when you defend yourself against, you know, your partner or parent or whoever it is. A lot of times we're defending ourselves because we want to show the other person that we are right. And in us being right, A lot of times that means that the other person needs to be wrong. And this is such a codependency trait because the deepest fear for the codependent person is to be perceived as wrong, as bad, as unhealed. It's literally the core wound of just fear of being rejected or fear of being abandoned because of how somebody is somehow because of how somebody else is potentially perceiving us. And the downside of that is that through the defending ourselves, we often create more separation in our connections and our relationships because there has to be this person that's right and this person that's wrong. And through that, it does create more separation and ultimately more conflict. And on top of that, more shame and guilt for whoever is being made out to be the person who's wrong. So I want you to go ahead and journal on this question. If I am wrong or if they are right, then what does that mean about me? So we want to uncover the story that we're telling ourselves. If I'm wrong, then they'll think I'm bad. If they think I'm bad, then they will leave me. If they leave me, then I'll be alone. So I know I've talked about this multiple times where we kind of want to do a few rounds of the if blank happens, then this is what that means about me. When we can get to the root of, I mean, that one for me would be like, then I'm alone, right? The fear of being alone. And so when I can meet that part of me that is afraid of being alone, I can hold some compassion for, of course, you want to go into defending yourself. Of course, you want to fight for being right because the thought of that part of me that's defending, the thought or the belief that that part of me has, the part of me that's participating in that pattern has is if I don't do this, I'll end up alone. And this shows up 
all of the time and all of the dysfunctional patterns, we end up literally perpetuating that alone feeling, that fear of being alone through the thing that we are doing. Like it's this wild paradox where, okay, the the part of me that defends is afraid of being alone. So here I am defending and trying to make myself right, only bringing more separation in my relationship because my partner now feels wrong or doesn't feel heard. And then that creates this, this disconnect that ultimately ends up me feeling alone in. Isn't it wild? And so we want to reality check this part of us that, that defending ourselves, yes, that comes from a part of us that's afraid of being alone. And it thinks that if it makes itself to be right, that the other person will perceive us in a positive light and that we will be loved, that we won't be abandoned, that they won't leave us. But what we get to reframe that with is, oh, actually, when I defend myself, I feel more disconnected from my partner because neither one of us feels heard or seen, ultimately resulting in me feeling alone and then probably also feeling that. When we can then go into this next question, which is, how do I desire to feel in a relationship? How do I desire to feel in a relationship? Do I desire to feel heard? Do I desire to feel seen? Oftentimes what we want in a relationship or what we desire in a relationship, we're not even giving to our partners. Does your partner feel seen? Does your partner feel heard when you're in this conflict? Because that's usually when defending yourself comes into play, right? It's during conflict. So then we want to take that reality check one step further by asking ourselves, Is defending yourself providing you with how you desire to feel in a relationship? So if you desire to feel seen and heard, we'll just use the example that I've used. Is defending yourself supporting you feeling seen and heard? So for my babes who are listening on Spotify, I have a Q&A posted on the page. I invite you to explore these questions and leave your responses in the comments so that we can witness ourselves in this so we can see just how much we are caring and give some awareness to the shadow aspect of ourselves because the more space we give the shadow aspect of ourselves to be seen, the less of an impact it has and the less that it moves through our life and our relationships unconsciously. We want to bring that conscious awareness to this part of us. So the first teaching we have is we're focusing on the wrong thing. We're just, we're focusing on the wrong thing when we are defending ourselves. So rather than defending yourself with your partner or focusing on making your partner wrong, can you bring your focus onto how you desire to feel in your relationship and Begin to have a conversation about solutions to get you and your partner where you desire to feel in your relationship. We so often are arguing in circles, trying to be the one that's right or make the other one wrong, which doesn't end up getting anyone anywhere. (laughs) If anything, it just makes you feel more not seen, more not heard, more alone, 
more judgment even towards our partners or even towards ourselves potentially. So if that pattern of defending yourself comes up in your relationship in a conflict, can you use that as an indicator to pause, to ask yourself, how do I desire to feel in my relationship? Asking your partner, how do they desire to feel around this situation? And now what can we do as a team to support us in feeling that way? And when we begin to focus on solutions rather than making someone right or wrong, you start building connection like wildfire. You start building intimacy. You start building this this reverence for both people and you start listening and meeting each other's needs when you start focusing on the solutions of how you desire to feel rather than fixating on the details of a specific situation. Ego is what wants to focus on the details. Ego is what wants to pull exactly what they said and just like hyperanalyze it. And I want to go into the second teaching, which is two truths get to exist at the same time. We can hold two truths at the same time without making someone else's truth mean that it's okay. Without overriding our own truth. So can you take a few moments to really listen to your partner's experience and remind yourself that you are safe? Because when we hold space for our partner's experience, we get to see them more fully because oftentimes we have a story of what it is our partner is experiencing without any actual evidence that that's true. We have this strong inclination that we're right, but it's usually an assumption. So whenever I think I know what my partner is thinking, I try to check myself and ask myself, is it true? Is it Can I absolutely be certain that it's true that my partner is thinking that? And the only way I can absolutely be certain if that's true is if my partner has literally told me verbatim that that is what they think or that is what they said or that is what they believe. And most of the time, we don't actually know that and it's not something our partner has even said. So I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole, but that is it true? Can I absolutely be certain that it's true? Comes from Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, which is where I got this third teaching, which is defense is the first act of war. I know I've said this before in the past because I truly feel like that statement has saved me and saved my relationship again and again and again. Like this morning was a perfect example. I immediately wanted to defend myself this morning um, with my partner. He said that he was going to do something this one way after I had asked if he would do it another way and I wanted to defend like defend why I wanted it that way and instead it's just like, okay, well, how do I desire to feel? I desire to feel peaceful and joyful. And so how can I show up for myself in that way? And can I see that me defending myself is really just this part of me that wants to be right and also is this part of me that is dysregulated? (laughs) 
So instead of saying something in that moment where I wanted to defend myself, I just, I literally was sitting right here on my couch. If you're watching this on YouTube, because I post the podcast, if you don't know, I post the podcast videos on YouTube. Um, so you'll see me sitting in my living room on my couch, but there's these big windows. I literally just looked out the window because there's trees and I just started breathing and I was like, okay, defense is the first act of war. How do I desire to feel? And how can I provide that for myself right now? And so instead of defending myself, I just figured out what it was that I needed and implemented that. So all of that was done without me going into an argument with my boyfriend about like, does is does he come home through the back door or the front door? Because I'm recording today. Just we could have gotten to this huge blowout, but we didn't need to because I checked in with myself. I paused. I asked myself how I desire to feel and I came up with a solution for that. So a key piece with that defense is the first act of war is like, that is always a good, that pause that you take when you realize that you're defending yourself, even if it's in the middle of the conflict, like maybe you've already started defending yourself, but then you realize it. You can still stop and say like, I need to table this conversation. Like you have permission to do that. This is your permission. You do not need to carry out the conflict if you're defending yourself and you've caught yourself. You always have permission to say, I am noticing that I'm defending myself and so I need to table this conversation. Can we come back to it tomorrow? That is going to save your relationship, friends. It's going to save your relationship. It's going to save your power. It's going to make you feel more empowered. It's going to save your energy. You're going to learn how to build trust with yourself. It is pivotal. So that is your permissioning. And I hope that these teachings really help support and guide you through leading yourself and your relationship or, you know, even with family members through conflict in a way that feels really powerful, juicy, and supportive for you and for your relationships. I love you all so much. Again, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please go ahead and leave your shadow work reflections in the comments. I'm also going to be doing a newsletter on this in my Substack. So if you have not subscribed to my Substack, definitely do so. I send shadow work prompts out every single Friday. So you want to be there. There's a free subscription. There's also paid, which gets you you know, some more juicy shit, but you can get the newsletter for free. And so all those links to all the things will be below. I'll talk to you guys soon. I love you so much. Thank you for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. Remember, healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. Whether you're just starting out on your path or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you are not alone and that it is possible to create meaningful change in your life and relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I always love hearing from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, 
I would love it if you would consider leaving an honest rating and review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Find out how codependency might be impacting your life by taking the self-assessment, which you can find in the show notes below. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships, and you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty.